Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 5X480. Dayton B100 V-Belt. One of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold. Deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's episode 72, season 8 of the Fighting Cup podcast, the final episode of what was a incredible season for many reasons. Yeah. Um, not least the final. Uh, I'm joined by Ricky. Hello. And Big John Bass. All right. How are you doing, boys? Six, seven, six days after the final? No, yep. five. Yeah, five days after the final. We thought we'd wait a little bit rather than being really reactionary because um, I found the days after the final very odd. On the night, I, I kind of, I, I almost made peace with it very quickly. It was like, it is what it is, all that kind of shit. But the aftermath of that was a very weird experience for me as a, as a Spurs fan because I kind of went from waves of being fine to waves of being feeling like there was an opportunity missed to then just kind of feeling nothing at all. It was a really weird, weird thing. How have you boys been coping since the game, Rick? Um, it, it, it was an odd one, like, like you're saying, because um, I, I, I went out there and um, I had an absolutely amazing time. Mm. Like It was fucking brilliant. Like, like All of it was fantastic, apart from, obviously, uh, the game. So, like, doing all that travelling and being out in Spain and seeing all the flags and meeting people and um, being, like, hugely proud to see us in in the Champions League final. Um, and I was still buzzing for days after it. Like, just couldn't sleep. Um, like, tired and just, like, I'm out, out of out of kilt with all my sleeping patterns and all that, lot, and your focus and stuff. And um, it's only now, like, the last few days where it's kind of, uh, I'm reflecting on... Uh, the magnitude of the game, the opportunity missed, uh, what could have been, and I find myself like when I'm on my own, I'm listening to music and uh, listening to some like pumped up music, and then the, the shuffle will go to Coldplay, mm. and then that sinking feeling, and I just want to cry, and I'm just like, fuck man, like can, can we not just play the game again, just one more time, <laughs> give one us more another time. Go. yeah, give us another go. Yeah, I felt like if the end of the game was like a really bad thunder and lightning storm that was like just a downpour, I'm now at about a kind of light drizzle phase mm. where it's sort of like easing off and the sun's breaking through the clouds again. Uh, yeah, initially it was it was horrible. It was a kind of one of those dark moments where you just feel like, why us? Why has this happened? This is horrible. And then it's, it's kind of now back into a situation where, yeah, I'm looking back on it a bit more fondly and I'm kind of feeling like, actually... We should be really proud of, of what we achieved and how we got there, um, but like Rick said, it just felt like an opportunity missed, and I think that that will linger with me for a little bit longer. I uh, after the game, I was kind of because we were at the social and there's so many people there and everyone was chatting and, and kind of when you're with other people, it's easier to kind of forget the reality somewhat. So everyone's talking about it, but it's it's a way of kind of um, helping each other get get over it. That's kind of what it was about. It's like oh, you know. It's, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world. All that, kind of, all the cliched stuff. But I was acutely aware that as soon as I was on, I was on my own. That I have to deal with the reality of it. Yeah. So I just made it so that I wasn't on my own for ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I uh, went to a bar just out, uh, just near the EV bar where we did the social, and then I was just chatting to some lads, and I was just thinking, how long can I keep these people with me <laughs> so I don't have to start facing it? So what actually happened is that about three in the morning, I end up in a Cuban dance hall. <laughs> Um, an absolute fucking sweat box it was disgusting the floor was wet not with beer just sweat it was was horrendously bad and then I found myself queuing up for a toilet to do a little bit of you know marching powder (laughs) and uh, I was standing behind Carl Donnelly who I presume was just going for a wee 
And uh, I was like, what am I doing? Come on, you just, you've got to deal with this. You've got to get out of this fucking horrible hell that you found yourself in. Uh, shout out to Barry, actually, who took us there. Literally, I went to the toilet, come back, and he just disappeared. He was like, fuck this. <laughs> Uh, so I got the night train home and then I started thinking about it and I was just like it it's, it was such a disappointing mm. horrible experience but I did very quickly start to focus on the good parts of this Champions League run yeah. are we allowed to do that are we allowed to kind of forget the fact that we didn't win the final and focus on some of the amazing things that we witnessed this year yeah I, I think so and the thing that I'm kind of uh, trying to find uh, a solace in is that this for years right Spurs have been had this soft soft underbelly we go 1-0 down hedge drop and we get fucking drubbed yeah. uh, we go away from home we're not even going to pick up points to Poch turning the mentality around and we are playing flat out for 90 minutes and we're scoring 85th minute 89th minute and we're seeing it through so that mentality for us has changed and hopefully with the club uh, with the training facilities the ground um, people will be staying and there'll be fresh blood brought in that that plays a part in the mentality of we've we have got to the Champions League final we can do it again like it, mm. it's the, the, that blocker isn't there anymore for always yeah. failing at semi-finals uh, and Tottenham bottling it and stuff like that it's it's that next step of winning something but we got to the final which is the hardest bit and it wasn't um, just any final it was the final of the elite club competition exactly and Tottenham were there like on, on Saturday night the the name Tottenham Hotspur was on the lips of every football fan in the in Europe and beyond yeah 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 in the world yeah it's like you know uh, it's something that you know that, that I've that I've dreamed of that where everybody in little villages wherever where you you're tuning in to the, the, the biggest club competition yeah. uh, that I, I'd say in the world like I mean I know Copa de Libertadores or whatever uh, but like closest to me uh, the Champions League and everyone like knows Liverpool and like everyone will know our name now and, yeah. like, everyone knows who we are um, and that fact you know that, that made that made me immensely proud um, and, and also the fact that again as a, as a re- reiterate that we we can do it again. Like mm. you just have to. Like every, everybody has to have that belief that that you know that old Tottenham that that we used to kind of like oh you know Doctor Tottenham or or, mm. or whatever that we got to get that out of our minds and we have got to switch our mentality. It's gone. We've, yeah, it has. It has gone. But any, any remnant, uh, remnants that that was it was there that you know we we can get to another final. Yeah, I think we've like we've all um, seen kind of uh, in the Twitter sphere and just kind of general consensus across the fan base is like there's almost like two camps. There's the happy clappers. Oh, it's great to be there. It was great to just get to a final, and then there's this kind of subset which is like oh, this is not good enough, you know, we shouldn't settle for this and we should be really disappointed. And I think that actually, if, if we think about it, if you just take a little bit from both sides, that's probably where we should all be feeling, which is that we have done amazing to get to that Champions League final and it has been a shift in mentality. And, and Poch and his team, when they came in, said, I want to make you proud to support this team again. And he's absolutely 100% done that. Mm. But yeah, of course, like we're, we're all entitled to feel disappointed. And I think that in a way, that should make you feel proud that you're disappointed that Tottenham Hotspur haven't won a Champions League final. Yeah, but that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I know uh, it's something that I never dreamed I would, you know, I would see happen. Like literally, never thought. Like yeah. I, I, there was a time I didn't even think we'd ever get in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah, alone yeah. get to the final of it and, and and play well enough in that final to on another game uh, on another day maybe get something from it. 
Um, but but th- just to just quickly focus on those group of people, there are a few people on Twitter that are properly like, furious about yeah. this. And some of them were talking about it even before, like, if we don't win our season, it's been a disaster, <laughs> yeah. like, all that kind of shit. And I was just kind of thinking about it, like, it's like, like what have you done to, to, to think that your, your opinion is, is so valid that you can throw Pochettino, throw Levy, and that's that team under the bus? Mm. All, you, all you've done is once, one, once upon a time, you chose to support Spurs. Yeah. That's yeah. it. All of the hard work, everything. Uh, yeah, and obviously you, you pay money in as well. But all of the hard work, everything is 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 from the people that work at the club and the you know and Daniel Leveling included. I understand the frustrations and not signing anyone, but we didn't lose that game because our, we didn't sign anyone in, in, in the summer. We lost the game because ultimately Liverpool defensively were fantastic, mm. and Van Dijk's the best defender in the world. Um, Rick, you went. I did go. So, for those, well, or everyone who doesn't know, right? Ricky deciding whether or not he needs to, go, he, he he should go to Madrid was one of the longest running sagas <laughs> I've ever experienced. So much so, by the end, I was like, Rick, go, don't go, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> uh, uh, you, basically, you managed you to get a ticket when the uh, loyalty points dropped. That's right. And at that point, obviously, all of the shit had been booked up. Yeah, that's right. And then I had uh, flights reserved with Thomas Cook. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. Um, and they kept that reservation for ten days, um, and then they told, and then they cancelled my booking mm. because they couldn't get enough charter flights. Then I heard of another company called Sport Options, which uh, I read reviews. They're excellent, and they thought they were going to get another charter plane. So for three days, I was refreshing their site like every ten minutes, and then on the third day, they said like, "We, we can't get that chartered flight." And then I was just trying to get the the kind of um, the best options there. So my, my flight was from uh, Southend, which is like two and a half hours from Milton Keynes, yeah. to Alicante, and then I got a taxi to my nan's house, which was forty minutes away. Um, the next day, um, David Alfie Ward and his uncle picked me up. We drove four hours hold to, on, to hold Madrid. On. So David Alfie Ward was in Alicante as well. Yeah, yeah, he was he was like in the same town as my nan. Yeah, 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 your your nan has a villa there. Yeah. So you flew over to stay with your nan, and yeah. just as a complete coincidence, David Alfie Ward was ten minutes down the road. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and him and his uncle were going to the game. They were, and they, they were, were driving. driving to Madrid. That's right. So he just Jeez. ended up in his car. Ended up in their car. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how long was that drive then from Alicante to Madrid? Four hours. Uh, Is it so, hot? Yeah, it was hot. Well, they uh, they had the aircon on oh, okay. fucking full, so I was like freezing <laughs> like, for eight hours of my trip, just freezing in the car back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like driving there, like I mean, the driving's out of your mind because um, you, you're just buzzing for for what's about to happen on that day. And as you're going, uh, as you're driving, you're seeing like loads of planes overhead, like coming into Madrid, like literally mm. every other minute. And um, you're going past coaches of people, red and white coaches of people, blue and white cars. Like that, there is just I, I don't feel I've never felt a part of something that is so big and everyone gravitating to one place, mm. um, and you could just feel the buzz in the air. And as we were getting into Madrid, we were like half hour away, and we we're like half hour away, boys, and we're all excited and playing Chaz and Dave and all that. Like, and as we come over the crest of this hill. Uh, Atletico Madrid's ground was bang there, and oh, it just went, it was just it's just silent in the car, and it was like, "Fuck, this is happening, this is real." Got to the hotel, lobbed our bags, and went straight to the fan zone, and it was just amazing, man! Like burning hot, 
beers everywhere such a great atmosphere everyone meeting and mingling there was no fucking needle with anyone or any aggro or anything like that Liverpool and Tottenham Uh, no this is just Tottenham Tottenham's fan zone Um, and at that point the only scouts I'd seen was in our hotel when we were booking in Um, and just met up with like loads of 30% crew um, and loads of other people as well and like it was amazing and then like we kind of split off like loads of people went went to try and grab their bars where they were watching it mm. and then the rest were like on the underground it's like six or seven stops to to Atletico's ground can, can you just what, what was it like because what it felt like a massive event it felt yeah, like yeah. You, and what was it like to, to kind of did you think about the fact that Spurs were there that you were there and Tottenham were there yeah 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 so I mean it, it, it's amazing that you know that we were in the Champions League final and it was amazing that so many people had made the journey but then to myself, I was just thinking, how lucky am I that I've got a ticket mm. to get into that ground? Mm. Like, I've done everything like everyone else, but I've also got a ticket. Mm. Um, and then when you peel off uh, to everyone that's getting the, the Metro, and it was just fucking streams of Spurs fans and like the banging and the noise up and down escalators and going down and through the trains and stuff like that, you just knew how big it was and how excited everyone was. And then on the other side... The stadium was like twenty minute walk from the station. There's nothing around. It's just a dirt track. It's burning hot, and everyone's like just like crawling through the desert, <laughs> trying to get to this fucking stadium. Uh, got there, had a few more beers, and got into the ground, and just soaking up the atmosphere, and just seeing how many people were there, and how many people were like buzzing for it and stuff, and then hearing the music and knowing what it was about, and just thinking, I just couldn't believe that not only were Tottenham there, but I was there as well, and yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that like. How has this happened, man? How has this happened? So the game happened, and then um, yeah. the final whistle. Obviously, we'd lost, but there's there's a good video going around about uh, us singing towards yeah. the end. It was like essentially the whole end singing "I Win the Spurs." Yeah. Um, no one left. Very few, very few people left. I think uh, after the second goal, I saw a few people walk out. Uh, not many, um, but um, like before that as well, um, trying to get the team going. Um, and the songs it was fucking so loud and like like everyone was just willing the team on so much it was kind of like the the, the most disappointing part and I, you know you know we all know this and, and gone over it in our minds and rewatching and whatever was the the kind of lack of opportunities or lack of effort that it felt in uh, in the final third and normally you, you, you know if you've got a goal that uh, bring gets you back into the game or a couple of uh, opportunities but it didn't really feel like until like the 75th 80th minute where it was anything and a lot of the shots just were down the keeper's throat and it was just mm. a bit like just waiting for, for that moment and uh, w- on those moments it brought the fans like, on their feet and it was just like come on man we, we can do it just all you need is that one, one fucking goal, yeah. goal and yeah. like, we're back in it and then obviously we're, we're throwing everything at it um uh, and then they score, and you just know it's over from that point. But it was a, it, it was a, an amazing trip that will stay with me forever. I mean, like anybody that's watched Tottenham away in Europe, it, like in that smaller scale of like meeting up in squares and like just having a great time. But this was so much more. It was fucking humongous. Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah, talking about like the atmosphere. So I, I watched the game at the Social Youth Lab, and um, I don't know if you felt the same, mate, but. Exactly like Ricky said, there there was this there was this feeling. It was really palpable in the air when everyone was just kind of willing the team forward and just you build up all this like emotion before the game, and it's just sitting there waiting for this like what it's like basically extreme edging, 
You know, like when you like you're waiting there and you think, oh no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. It was like that for 90 minutes, but you never actually came. Yeah. So that like build up of essentially football jizz was <laughs> just, just horrible. Yeah, pent up and horrible. And um, yeah, I, I think that, that that you know kind of feeling of just I wanted to just like release and let go. And it, because it never came, I, I think that was kind of one of the most frustrating parts because I just wanted to experience that yeah. feeling of scoring in a Champions League final. But um, yeah, that's an interesting one. We have to talk about the handball. Just I know it's been done to death. Yeah. I just yeah. want to feel like what, what was it like inside the stadium when that happened? <laughs> You've seen it back, the handball. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have seen it back. Uh, like before the game, like it's just kind of like. Don't concede early. Uh, yeah, don't concede early. <laughs> like Man City we away. Was, we were saying man. that as well. Every then, single game. I access like don't concede early, concede yeah. early. It's like this PSV. game. Yeah, yeah, PSV. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like this game. Just just like Champions League. Just just France. ride the storm. Just like what? And like, what is it? 22, 26 seconds? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then it was called up handball. I, I, I saw it. I saw it strike Sissoko, but, you know, from where I was, I, I couldn't clearly uh, see... Um, and it's just, if the, and the thing is as well, like I was half expecting it to go to VAR, and uh, and it didn't. Well, and, it, and then it, it, so it you kind of think that that must have been a dead cert. Well, I think in the the way the games changed, the laws of the game changed around penalties. It, it is a penalty, like yeah. mm. you know, if your arms in an unnatural position. His arm was out. It hit his chest first, and then rolled down his arm. So the new new rule is bollocks because it's just mm. fucking Stupid. the amount of penalties. Like penalty should be for if you're you're hindered from scoring or, or, or fouled in the box in, in a kind of deliberate way or, or a clumsy way, so just to have your hand in like a like what is a natural position if you yeah. if you're moving or gesturing to to your players and the ball hits your hand from that close as well yeah it, it should never be given and it's ridiculous and and at that stage I you know the referee always has to he understands the rules so he has to kind of employ them but just. I mean, any game plan we had at that stage was completely changed. The thing is, it's like you've heard a, like a million pundits say it, which is that players are just going to start getting in the box and smashing it at people, mm. and that's exactly what happened. That that ball was not headed towards goal. He was trying to ping it outside the area. Mm. He was like, he was literally a foot away from him. And Sissoko, as a million times you've seen before, as he's running back, he's just pointing to the fullback inside him to say, like, "Go round me." Yeah. That's going to happen every week. And it's one of those. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's handball," because it smashed him in the arm, and that's now the rule. So it's so frustrating because you do think to yourself, if there was a foul on the halfway line in the in first twenty seconds, and so we're on the break, for example, he won't give a yellow card for that. No, but he will give a penalty in the first twenty seconds. So that inconsistency, I think, is what frustrates people the most. It's, and like, I, I don't think handball is as cut and dry as oh, hit, hit your hand mm. that's a penalty mm. because like you're saying if you're that close and it's whacked at you and you can't get your arm out of the way you can't even you don't even have a thought process to say fuck it's coming from arm because yeah. it's already here and like for me old school way of uh, judging handball is where someone has jumped up for a corner and they've done Punched a it. cheeky little fucking tap of it yeah. or you know one and one do you remember goal. back in the day you see that yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. see someone pretend they've headed it and just put their hand on top yeah, hoping yeah, to get yeah, away yeah, yeah. Suarez did it in the World Cup didn't he yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 or, or like uh, they've rounded the keeper and the last defender's on the line and then someone yeah. smacks it and they dive <laughs> yeah. and pretends that they've headed it and grab their face after I reckon they've if punched it, 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 it. Stephen Taylor yeah, yeah. do you remember that it's like he'd been shot and yeah. he's like, oh. 
I reckon if it's a quality save, if you're on the line and it's a quality save, like yeah. fingertips, you should be allowed to get away with it. Yeah, it's a penalty, but you can stay on, but you have to go and go for it. That's fair. Yeah, That's fair. I just think, like, if, you, if you're showing quality, whatever you do, it should be rewarded. Really. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that happened, and, and that, was just, that was just it, really. Um, I, like I said, I don't want to focus on the game. Everybody knows about what the game was like. Um, but uh, Danny Rose, I do want to talk about, because, mm. um, like, out of everybody on that pitch, he can walk away with his head held high again uh, I thought he was uh, like showed leadership um, desire just gives everything but more importantly than all of that is he refused to put on the uh, loser's medal yeah. Yeah. he just took it and walked off mm. fucking love that guy yeah. and he's also said this week that he, uh, he wants to sign a new contract on status bird yeah. which is amazing yeah I, I thought he was um, I thought he was fantastic and he's exactly what we've spoken about which is like a shift in mentality and that that idea of like I don't want this medal I wanted that one mm. and I haven't got it and I'm gonna basically put this in a drawer and never but see it again. Want, why do they do that? I know. Losers, who wants that piece of shit? No one yeah. wants it. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, how do you look look back at the season? Um, you know, if you can remove the final, would you look back at this and think it's been a successful season? Like, how would you rate it out of ten, John? Well, I think for me, it's like. If, if we're taking the Champions League completely out of it I still think that um, we've had essentially half a season away from our home so we're still in that horrible transition phase which I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about because we've had such a like positive feeling about being yeah. in and it's been like it's been really enjoyable being kind of back in the lane and like experiencing the new stadium that we've sort of like forgotten the fact that we, we started the season at Wembley again yeah. um, we had like no transfers and if you'd have said to me at the beginning of the season let's take the Champions League out of it you're going to finish top four again I think I would have been pretty happy with that um, knowing that we'd have been in the stadium by the end of the season so I think realistically we, we, we've set our own expectations I don't know if you listened to the, the uh, Paul Robinson part that we did but yeah. uh, he said that the thing that undone Leeds was they got to the semi-finals of the Champions League yeah. but didn't qualify for the Champions League yeah. through the league uh, and, and we did do that yeah. and uh, albeit in spite of every effort for us not to <laughs> yeah. fucking terrible that run and the one thing the, there are alarm bells around the amount of games we've lost mm. that, yeah that, that, that's, the, that's what I was going to say like, I, I mean um, like what John was saying starting off at Wembley uh, you know a, a run of away games at the beginning and we had uh, like we were, we were like ten points clear of Arsenal at one stage or something mm. like that. Um, absolutely cruising in third place, and then it just started slipping. And then our league form started to go out the window. And I don't know whether it's because we were concentrating on Champions League. And I don't know. That was disappointing to the fact that um, if it had gone on another few more games, uh, who knows what might have happened to us in the league? But like mm. we at any start of the season. We're in a situation now where Champions League is minimum, yeah. mm. and and we got Champions League. So we, I mean, from from that point of view, you know, job done really. Yeah. You looked at the um, the value of clubs, uh, and and so much of it is about Champions League football. Apparently, we made about eighty million out of the Champions League run, which is mad. Fucking hell! Didn't even win it. Like if we won it, it's another another sixteen million on top Jesus of that. Jesus Christ! Um, and we we started the season ten million pounds behind Arsenal. Yeah. in terms of revenue and that was not even taken into account our Champions League run this year and their Europa League run um, so, so next season we'll be turning over revenue of around £100 million more than Arsenal so what I'm saying is that while that I mean, the amount of money that comes into the club isn't necessarily a barometer of how successful you're going to be to think about where we came from 
where we were probably about half as valuable as Arsenal, mm. and then to a point now where we're infinitely more desirable yeah. in in terms of kind of you know the amount of money we can pay. We have to pay off the stadium, but apparently that's being covered by the uh, was it was it twenty five million pound the four million pound a year interest. That's all we need to do to cover it. And then all they do is after like two years they'll essentially get like a new uh, uh, sorry a new amount of money to cover the debt do you know what yeah. I mean so they just mm-hmm. switch it over like a balance, balance transfer yeah. so it, it doesn't appear like there is going to be any issue with having money to spend but it does feel like now like mm. desperately now this is the time when we have to spend it yeah and I think as well we got you know players uh, coming towards the end of their contract uh, players that are uh, like right at the end of the contract coming towards the end of the contract players that are uh, slightly over the desirable hill of like 30s or whatever mm. we haven't signed anyone in the summer or winter um, and I think now is the time to, to invest in in, be. in in players and I think we will and I, I also think as well that the the kind of uh, like holding up like Liverpool of last year when they when they when they lost the final, mm. and then everyone at the beginning seems like oh, fucking hell, man. They spent sixty million on a goalkeeper. They spend like seventy five Van Dyke and fifty for Kate and well. and everyone was like fucking hell, spending money, blah blah blah. Look at them now. I mean, they were a mm. point off, uh, you know, winning the league and they've won the Champions League. And if that isn't a kind of thing to say just invest a bit more on the players that you want and play over, pay over the odds mm. to get the people that you genuinely think is going to make you title challengers then I don't know don't know what else you want really yeah spot on I think with, with us it's like we're in a situation where over the kind of last say sort of five to ten years so just before Poch's era and then Poch's era what kind of levy and the board have done is, is put the building blocks in place for us to grow as a club so obviously we've got the new training facilities brought in Pochettino as manager we've then like built on you know the kind of foundations of the club the new stadium etc etc and it's one of those things if you look at like a mid-table club now no one in the media no other fans are going oh what have you won you didn't won anything what have you ever won if those teams started then getting close to top four then everyone go oh well, when have you last qualified for the top four when mm. they get in the top four it's like we haven't won anything right so we're in the process where like season on season we're making small little strides and this season was a Champions League final, which I think, in terms of like experience for not just the players but the club, feeling like we belong in that kind of bracket, uh, you know, exactly, yeah. and amongst that company in terms of Europe's elite. And I think it's for us, it's really important that this we keep this momentum going, and it's the building blocks towards becoming something quite special. And I think it's like I said, you get beaten with the stick of you haven't won anything, but you've got to get close before you can actually do it. And we're really, really close now. And I think it's a case of this has to be the summer. I, I think we all thought maybe last summer would have been a good time to invest, but bearing in mind the financial of the stadium, we had no idea about how much the stadium was going to cost or when it would be ready. Now all of the exactly. all of the, the the hurdles have been passed. They know the expenditure. They know, I mean, they understand the cash flow. They know how much money we're going to have to spend. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a lot. I don't know. I saw in the mail that. Um, regardless of who we sell, Pochettino will only have fifty million pounds to spend. Like that's how, how much? Fifty mil. Fifty in a daily mail, though. Um, before we move on to kind of transfers and whatnot, uh, how have you found Liverpool fans after the after the game? What, what were they like in Madrid? So um, I kind of like there was a. It's weird because when I was in Southend Airport, 
there was like a lot of red and white. I was like, what What the fuck are you lot doing here, man? And like a couple of them that I was standing near, they're like thick Scouse accents. And again, I was just like, I, I, I don't get it. Which found a way like you, I um, uh, Yeah, but not down here, mate. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, when I was out there and uh, in my hotel, and there's a lot of Scousers about, uh, like all of them, every single one southern accents. Yeah. Uh, and then there's I didn't, nothing worse uh, than nah, the fucking uh, London uh, Liverpool fan, is it? And then, uh, and then when I was at the fan zone and stuff like, I didn't hear anything of them. When I was at the game, didn't hear anything of them. Um, and when I got back to the hotel, there was a there was a Scouser sitting on the sofa, and. Uh, he saw my blue and white scarf and he was like, oh, like, uh, hard luck, mate, good game, like, fair play to you and all that, like, I've never wanted to kick someone in the face <laughs> so fucking hard <laughs> as to say, shut the fuck up, mate, I don't want your commiserations. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there was no, like, out there, from what I saw, there was no animosity between the clubs or anything like that. I think both clubs were just there to enjoy the Champions League and I think both clubs felt confident. I would have put money on there being trouble. Yeah, I really would have done. Yeah, same as. I didn't, like, honestly, I, d- I didn't see or hear... No one, yeah, no one's... Of anything. anything. The only thing that I, that, that I did hear and, uh, 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 and maybe see a little bit was uh, just like, you know, illegal behaviour, like just going going along... What do you like, mean? Uh, well, like, uh, like gear and stuff oh. like that and like everyone just like... Uh, like maybe poncing uh, like if they go into a shop and it's well busy and people just walking out with beers and oh, stuff right, like that okay. but there was there was nothing like uh, like squaring up there, there was as well one funny bit right <laughs> uh, me and Dave were, we were in the car and we drive past this coach of uh, like um, Liverpool fans and this geezer's trying to put his uh, Mo Salah scarf in the window and it keeps dropping down. And he sees us and me and Dave immediately stick our hands up and we're like, wanker! <laughs> Fuck off you cunts! And we're driving along, we're all laughing at each other, patting each other on the back. And we're like, uh, and then like half hour goes by and we forget about it and pull into a service station oh, and get fuck. petrol. And then we're like, oh, there's a coach full of, oh, fucking hell, it's them. And they get to the car! <laughs> Did you hear about the, um, the, old, the old boy who lost his... He had his, his t- ticket nicked out of his pocket. I, 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 I saw the headline. Uh, I started reading a sentence of it, and then I just closed the window. Yeah, it's pretty sad. He's like 75 there with his daughter and his son, and uh, yeah, it basically nicked off him, and uh, he couldn't find it, obviously. Son and daughter offered their tickets. He's like, obviously, don't worry, don't go. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sat outside, waited. They got to the seat, and there was a Liverpool fan in his seat, and he bought it off some geezer. They, he, to be fair, give... Um, the, the the son and daughter the number uh, of the bloke who, who bought it but that, that's I mean that's, can you imagine that how crushing that would be and the old boy's like saying like, I'll never see this again but he will yeah apparently though if you if you had your ticket nicked off and you can prove that you bought it if you went to the this is really not useful now but yeah. if you went to like the there's like a ticket office or something they would have reissued you something like that uh, I don't know I, I, I was kind of like you know ticket was in the wallet and as everyone was probably doing out there, tapping their back pocket every minute, mm. and like, and the fear of uh, like normally I've got a fear of passport, boarding pass, and all that. Like, mm. don't lose that fucking ticket. <laughs> Do not lose that ticket. And every time I'm just like feeling for it and stuff like that. But like hearing that, I mean, like, honestly, man, like I know we're all desperate to go to this game. We're all loyal fans and stuff like that. But hearing that people are creating uh high vis and putting mm. you for badges oh, on hats and uh, 
high vis uh, uh, the, like the UV and lights and all that trying to well, is that to uh, nick tickets or is it just to get in scanning I, I think there was uh, there was a bit like to pretend you're a steward and then bowl about and get yourself in that way and then there was a bit of the, they had um, ticket checks at certain points and it was to go there where uh, there was a group of people checking your ticket because if it was someone on your own it, it's like it's, mm. you're going to be scammed out of a ticket or whatever um, but like how, like Again, like, I know we all want to get there, but fucking taking a, a like pensioners ticket and stuff like that. I don't think that the Liverpool fan took it. I think like some sort of little local scallywag did and then sold it. Yeah. I, I don't know whoever fucking done it as a cunt anyway. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Ericsson uh, is rumoured to have informed Spurs ten days prior to the Champions League final that his intentions were to leave the club. So I, I actually before we do this, we've got uh, throughout the summer we've got a um, transfer podcast which is Patreon only, patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. Uh, twice weekly, me and Spooky and a football export called Kristen Hennage uh, talk about all the rumours around Tottenham and you know find out what's real, what ain't and, and kind of you know dig out all the shit that's going around about Spurs. So if you want to listen to us talk about transfers, then you can, patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. Uh, we talk about Ericsson and La Celso this week. Um, yeah, 10 days prior... Uh, tells us that he, uh, Levy and I presume Pochettino that he, he wants to move, he wants a new challenge. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to his entire or read his entire uh, transcription of the interview he did with the Danish press, is it also says that he'd be happy to stay at Spurs, mm. and uh, that if a bid didn't come in for him, then he'd potentially sign a new contract. So someone I know told me that Ericsson was in the offices at Lee White House talking to Daniel Levy. Around about this time, yeah. And this geezer said, "I oh, hopefully he's talking about a new contract." But what could have been discussed in this meeting was both the new contract and Ericsson's desire to potentially move to another club. Mm. Yeah. But do you find any issue with him doing it ten days before Champions League final? I mean, for me personally, I think it's one of them. Is my heart's like, oh, why have you done that? We're just about to play Champions League final. It's an amazing game. Can't you just wait until like a week after? Just, just like let it go for one more week. But there's a whole lot of other considerations when it comes to like professional footballers in terms of time it takes for deals to go through, mm. family, move in, all the rest of it that I think like on a surface level, none of us A, give a shit about or B, know about the details of that. And I, and I guess like he doesn't strike me as a sort of guy who's like arrogant, I need to be playing for this club and I want to go and, no. and blah, blah, blah. He strikes me as a guy who's like had a think about it and he's like, look, I've been here for what, five, six years. You know, I'd, I'd like if an offer comes in that you find acceptable and a club that I'd like to go to, please consider it. Yeah. I don't think that that's unreasonable. Like, I, I, I think there's a lot, a lot of players who have done a lot worse Tons. that that have you given us a lot less. Well, you yeah, know? I think the way pay it treated uh, West Ham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't really. And obviously, this meeting would have been penned in. Yeah, and he's, it's not easy to get Ericsson's agent, Daniel Levy, Pochettino, and Ericsson in in the room uh, yeah. at, at one time. And for him to say like you know next season I'm potentially going to be looking at moving on, I don't think disrupts the Champions League. I don't see any issue here at all. I really don't. Uh, I, you know, it's not like these players don't talk to each other. It's yeah. not like they're not having conversations all the time. Yeah. I think for some people they think that the only time anybody expresses their wishes or talks about their their desires or, or their ambition is when they're in a meeting with the chairman. Like they're not talking to each other constantly. Yeah. Like Pochettino doesn't know already. 
I, I mean, I like an official kind of announcement or whatever. I, I don't know how it's how it's gone down, but ten days before the Champions League, I, I do think you you could have waited for ten days. And the thing is, as well, like if he does decide to, you know, if Real Madrid don't come in and stamp up eighty mil or Juve, whoever it might be, and he you know decides to stay and then sign a contract with like fucking an extra hundred grand on his wages, like you left with. Like, I mean, if I I turned around to my boss and said like. You know, I fancy a fresh challenge and all that lot. He'd be, he'd be like, uh, okay then. But then, anything that he assigns me or anything like that, or any kind of like slight hesitancy or whatever, it's always going to be in his mind. Like, is this guy really here for for the long haul? Is is he really going to be like a professional turning out? And like, yeah, I'd like to think I am. But then there's going to be that thing in my mind, like, well, I'll be leaving soon anyway. But but, like, can, you, can you believe? Is he? Does it, I mean, it's impossible to know. Right? You may, may no, well be no. true. You may well be true. There. But um, I, I can't imagine that, that that. I mean, firstly, we don't know, mm. but but secondly, I can't imagine that he didn't give his all. Now let's guess and stone him. Yeah, 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 yeah. get him, fuck him. Head plug cunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, Named off an old shit phone twat. Do you know? What, do you know what I I haven't been massively impressed with on Twitter is everybody kind of dismissing his ability and mm. what he's done for the club. Um, and like posting that, that video of him hitting the first man it, it was a horrendous yeah. horrendous uh, corner but it's like the minute he's about to leave it's like let's reduce him down to the player that he isn't yeah. and it's like it's not like he hasn't been a servant for the football club he's been there six years and a lot of that is it six years or seven it's five or six, yeah, six. I think it's so six. he signed a year before Potts turned up yeah I think so okay so he has benefited massively as well Alright, fuck him. Get him out. Was he part of the Magnificent <laughs> Seven? Yeah. He was. You think what, how much did we spend on that? That those about hundred mil, wasn't it? Yeah. On those yeah, seven million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we get eighty million for Ericsson and maybe seven, eight million for Lamella, it's more or less made our money back. <laughs> yeah, but not bad business. But six, six year gap. <laughs> you reckon we'd get seven or eight million for Lamella? Well, it seems a bit low. Yeah, well, I can right, get a bit more then. Yeah, How much are you offering? Take it from my Sunday league team. 15, 15, 20 round there. Yeah. Right. Well, there you go. A little bit more then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit profit on that. Yeah, there has been about, probably about £200 million on wages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. Uh, double A light on Reddit, it says, among the many leaving high-profile high players we've had over the years, Judas, Carrick, Berbatov, Kane, King, Bale, Walker, where do you rank Ericsson in terms of how he's treated the club and its fans on his way out? He hasn't cheated the club badly on the way out. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't really said anything. There's no facts here. Yeah, he said I'd, I'd be happy to stay, but I, I'd like a new challenge. So, uh, out of all of those, should we rank them? Who was yeah. the worst? Well, Judas but, is but, the worst. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> where do you rank Ericsson in terms of how he's treating the club and his fans on the way out? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think he's. Uh, well, well, let's let's rank these. Yeah. Uh, from worst to best right. Judas is clearly the worst yeah because yeah, he li- just lied he kept saying I'll sign a new contract it's fine it's going to yeah, be yeah. And, then, and then he joined up. my Tottenham boy yeah, yeah, yeah. worst and, and he could have he could have left the season before for like 20 million yeah. then was a shit ton of money to yeah. United and he was like no I'll stay I'll sign it next year and then goes there fucking rat. 100% Judas worst yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would then say I'm going with Berber Dog I would say Berber Dog yeah. as well yeah. He forced that through, didn't he? he? Did, there, yeah. there was that rumour as well that he was in the boot of a car. Yeah, he was actually in Alex Ferguson's boot. Yeah, yeah. Not Alex any boot. Ferguson. His boot, really? yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they removed one of the um, tail lights and just had a straw so he could breathe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we then we've got Berber Dog. And um, then after that, I, I don't remember Carrick being. 
making a big fuss. Mm. I don't know either. Mm. I think that was. Right, so but we'll moving back. Uh, King went to Liverpool, but uh, I, th- I think King King would be third because you know boyhood club and yeah. All well, he that. said he said Liverpool is boyhood. Yeah, club. yeah, yeah. Uh, Walker was a, a weird one as well. But Walker's a weird one, but I think he was. Uh, there was uh, there was a frustration with Poch that he kept getting dropped. Mm. He was dropped in big games, and you could you could tell it wasn't. Um, I don't know. It, it, at the time, it didn't feel like I, I want to move because of money or, or mm. anything like that. It was I want to move. It just so happens that city that I've got loads of money are willing to pay, mm. um, and I get to move back up north, that close to my family and stuff like that. Yeah, I think um, I think he got forced out a little bit. If I'm being honest, I think if if they'd have really really wanted to keep him, he would have stayed. Yeah. Um, so we said Bell was the least bad. Yeah, um, him Carrick. Uh, no, Carrick. I'd say Carrick is the least. So we're going Judas, Berbatov, Keane, Walker, Walker, Bale, Carrick. Yeah. And then Ericsson on top. Yeah. If, if he even does even. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about Trippier? What do you reckon he's doing to engineer a move out of club? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything to engineer. I think he's doing everything to engineer a, a foothold in the club. I reckon he's just he's not engineering anything just bowling around seeing what would happen because he's completely oblivious to how Tottenham fans feel about him he's de- you know uh, you know um, like uh, all, the, all this is going on and like oh he's you know he's been linked with Napoli he's been yeah. linked with Juventus and he's like and United uh, uh, United or whatever uh, and he's like kind of like not really come out and said what he wants to do and all that lot. but in his heart he, he, you know he kind of wants to be at Tottenham and then he's with Poch and he's like Poch is, Poch is like right we've got We've got these offers on the table and we've accepted them. Like, how do you feel? And then, like, Potch does that. The uh, the David Brent. <laughs> don't let me leave. Like, please. <laughs> please. Please don't please. make me redundant. <laughs> please don't make me redundant. Oh, I try so. <laughs> please don't make me redundant. <laughs> I'll, mark, I'll mark two people at corners, please. Just don't make me redundant. You can stop the motion. Stop the wheels. Stop the wheels. Stop the wheels. The wheels are already in motion. Stop the wheels. You can stop the wheels. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, please, yeah. don't, please don't make me listen. <laughs> um, Celso, keen on the Spurs move. Uh, so never heard of him about a week ago. No, uh, absolutely hadn't. Heard, uh, you know, didn't know who he was, and um, did my research, and still didn't really understand what was going on. I, I, I actually do. I did I, I, that research. I watched. I watched. Got left peg. He has, yeah. and he can run fast. <laughs> uh, I, I got. I got. I, I did watch his crazy skills, assists, and goals. Two thousand nineteen. Real Betis on, classic. on YouTube. Um, but yeah, on this <coughs> transfer tavern, it's called the, tra- t- the Fighting Cock Transfer Touch Up podcast. Uh, we we spoke to uh, Kristen Hennig, who knows his stuff, and he's like, if you can buy this kid, you have to. He's yeah. like a uh, ball carrying midfielder, lovely bit of vision, yeah, lovely technician in midfield, yeah, beautiful footballer. Who, who, is he a replacement for Ericsson or like is he so he can play and again I'm just regurgitating information here yeah. he can play as a number 10 if he wants yeah he can do that fine uh, but he seems like his more natural position is in a 4-3-3 three, three, so maybe Poch is trying to think oh, oh, I, I need another formation yeah, I've yeah, only yeah. got like five of you this year I need another one um, so in, in a three in midfield he would play he's like a, he, he would. he's not like composed in the same way that Ericsson is so Ericsson Moves a lot, but not with any kind of pace. Yeah, it'll get the ball and use his vision to create something. Whereas this geezer's like industry skill and uh, and the ability to carry the ball. Yeah, is is a kind of big thing. So, fuck knows. Yeah, eighty eight million. 
Just get someone, don't yeah. buy him. Just buy him. Fuck him. He's got a cool him. name as well. In yeah. that, in that, um, that kind of Ericsson role, um, who is there anyone else that you that that's that you'd, you'd like to see him replace with or anything? Well, uh, we always uh, yeah, we've been linked for about a million years with um, Isco, and I always kind of thought that that made sense in terms of like stylistically, they they seem quite similar players. Yeah. I think the issue is with Ericsson or like replacing him is that. He's one of those players who's like got the passing and can score goals from range, but he fucking works so hard. Yeah. And actually, to find a player who's like that got that blend of both in that position is, I think, pretty much gold dust. Which is why he's like he is such a valuable player for us because you can find like attacking flair players. You can find loads of them. You can find players who can like sit and defend. But he's kind of good at both, and that will be really hard to replace. I think. I think they're, they're, they're the potential players you can buy in the UK yeah. that won't have the same kind of. Fanfare if you yeah. bought them, like Madison, Leicester, yeah, yeah. uh, Tielemans could potentially do it, yeah. and uh, David Brooks, Brooks from, yeah. yeah, Bournemouth. But you know, you're buying those and not thinking these guys are going to march us towards. Uh, who who is that? Uh, that geezer for Ajax is it Ziyech? Ziyech, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a wide midfielder, isn't he? He he, he looks he's absolutely mustard, quality, isn't he? man. Yeah, he's decent. Yeah, they don't even like him, the Ajax fan. Really? Yeah, because he doesn't have any kind of Ajax colours in his Instagram or something. That's what they said. Yeah, he would he would be alright. And he's like 27. Yeah. Moroccan. Yeah. Or is it Moroccan? Oh, shit. I, uh, I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, 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 yeah Moroccan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Panicked. Um, Don Clough, he says on Twitter, he says, uh, if you could send a text to yourself last August, what would you tell, <laughs> what would you tell yourself? Oh, mate. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one actually. Uh, two 0 down against Ajax puts a hundred quid on Spurs to win. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, put everything you've got on Spurs <laughs> yeah. to win. The odds on that would have been right, and then you'd have had a double bubble, then, wouldn't you? It's hard to be. It's hard to explain this season, isn't it? Like yeah, it's had, been. Mad. It's been an absolute madness. It, it like, has. We had as many clutch moments this season than than I can't remember any other season where we've had more of those those single moments that we've just exploded like I think was it last season the season before there was a time where we were scoring between 80 minutes and 90 yeah. minutes like a lot mm. and it was that kind of never say die mentality and I, I've never seen Spurs <laughs> perform in that way and get those last minute goals and stuff like that and I think it's when we were pushing towards the title as well that we, we were getting them um, but this just it just felt like in those games it just felt so much because of what it was, and like my, like, like you were saying earlier, Gal, that um, my my dream has always been to see like like Spurs in the European Cup, and we never qualified for it. And then when we did, it was fucking amazing. And then we got to the quarterfinals, and just like being in the Champions League and playing against Real Madrid, Barca, AC Milan, you know, all, all these teams that that you know of and you dream of playing against, like when you're a kid growing up, and like to 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 watch your team get to the European Cup final. And then for for me, fortunately, that I had a ticket and I managed to get out to Madrid and watch us in the European Cup final. Like, like I, I don't know where I go from it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, uh, like we well, go watch it, them it, again. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It, it, like it, that was that was my dream. It was like you you kind of ticking that box of your dream, and then then like you go on, uh, and then the next one is go and do it and win it. But like I'm still like my mind's still back then. But I I I just can't. I, I can't digest you, fully now. Rick, like, when you got back, and you must have been away for five days. Uh, four yeah, five yeah, days. yeah, four, yeah, four when, days. When you came back, it was like, "How are you feeling, Rick?" And you just the 
only word you used was I'm buzzing. Yeah. Like, that's an incredible thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my, my missus was like, open me with, uh, oh, like, welcome me with open arms and my kids and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, daddy, sorry, sorry Tottenham lost. And, like, and my missus was like, how are you feeling? Like, you know, with like that down, town, downturn lip and like, oh, mm. like, I'm like, sorry. And all that. I was like, mate, I'm, I, I have had the most exciting time. It, it's been, I, I was buzzing. And it was with great people as well. And it was just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of like describe. Well, it's more, that, it's, yeah, just, it's essentially, the, the occasion and the match was one thing, but Tottenham yeah. more than all of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's football club's more than all of that. It's and the thing is that, that we like people can be disappointed, but we got to experience something that ninety nine point nine percent of football don't. Yeah. Mm. Like, imagine if you're a fucking Coventry fan. Yeah, don't even know if you're yeah, a club yeah. next year. You know what I mean, so it's all good. It's all lovely. Um, out of those clutch moments, so what? How would you rank them? So I'm going to give you a couple here. Yeah, I'm going to give you Winks's last minute goal against Fulham. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you Man City VAR. Yeah. And Lucas Moura, uh, he, he's winner against Ajax. Winner against Ajax, fucking easy. Do you know what? That um, I was saying to Rick before, actually, when we were on the way over, that that moment was was clearly like superior because it meant we were in the final, and it was an amazing moment. But the enjoyment, I just was so overwhelmed and like overcome with what it meant that the actual enjoyment of like that those like last few minutes in the City game. In a way, I enjoyed those more because I, I kind of it was still like this is just crazy and I couldn't really process it. I was just living in the moment. With the Ajax thing, I was like, oh, we got to do a score and we're through. Oh, we got to do a score and we're through. And then it just happened, and I, it was just so like it was almost like too much. I couldn't like deal with it. Mm. So it still now thinking about it, it's like, it feels like kind of stressful in a weird way. Mm. Uh, and it was only like days afterwards I was like really processing it. Like, oh my god, that was fucking incredible, and that'll live with me forever. But the actual joy and the celebration at the social was weirdly was like more fun for the city game. Yeah, so I think I think I'll kind of enjoy that one. Uh, I, I, I'd say Ajax. Ajax for me, one hundred percent, just because of how we turned it around. We were dead and buried, and we, and we yeah. did it to get into the final. Um, if people haven't don't know, or if they haven't seen, if you look at our pin tweet on on Twitter, it's a film we made uh, with a company called Interspace Studios. Mate of mine, Charlie, runs that. Uh, and we, we you're in it John yeah. uh, we made a film about that evening and even if and you might not be able to bring yourself to do it now but if you eventually you'll be able to look back at that game against Ajax and, and see it for what it was which was an incredible game of football that Spurs made happen and uh, I feel like we've done a good job in kind of chronicling that evening yeah uh, go and have a look it's, yeah I, I mean I, I'll uh, it, it, it's, it's superbly made and from the amount of like uh, I, I hate to say the word from the the, the amount of content that is <laughs> out there uh, with uh, fan channels with clickbait oh, with shit, yeah. uh, like all these leading titles and this and that and I can't believe that person's done that and you click on it it's fucking dog shit and blah 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 um, the kind of emotion and how well this is produced and how much like nail on the head that it hits of something that you'd be proud of like mm. watching it back um, it is it's fucking well, the, brilliant man the evening before we um, we released it Arsenal Fan TV had lost to sorry Arsenal had lost to uh, Chelsea <laughs> yeah and you saw the kind of meltdown on Arsenal Fan TV and I was looking and I was like fuck sake this is shit absolutely shit <laughs> and then I just and then it clicked on my head I was like fuck we need to release that film tomorrow yeah. and that shows yeah. the difference between the two clubs yeah, and yeah. that's what we want to do like, with these films we want to make that like, people Feel a little bit, I, I don't know. Just 
glad that, that we're doing this content rather than that shit that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach, oh shit, he's uh, we've answered his question. Zach Smilovitz on Twitter says, "What's your stand-up moment for the campaign?" Um, fuck, what is wrong with these people's names? What's that say? Bromo Sapien. Bromo Sapien two three four. Now that summer, well, summer has arrived and my Spurs action is reduced to aggressively refreshing the subreddit and Twitter. What do we do to pass the time? Watch our boys in the Nations League or take up a new hobby for weekend or for weekend mornings. Um, well, you can subscribe to Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, two podcasts a week going up there. Three, probably, actually, including No Hose Bud. Three. And everybody who gets access to uh, all of that kind of content also gets access to a, um, uh, a summer social. Ooh. So anyone who's a 30%er... Uh, Gets access to this meetup during the summer. It's going to be a massive piss up. There's like right. 560, so hopefully not everyone turns up. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, it'll be mental. Where, it? Where's it going to be? The same place? Nah, nah. We'll find somewhere decent. Do you want me to do a set? What do you mean? Play some music. What? Just hip hop or something. Well, you like everything, though. This is my thing. You love music. Yeah. You, you love everything. Yeah, but that's so, what, it's what you want, isn't it? So you like well, play to the crowd. Okay. Do you want it? Yeah, mate. I'll do have a set. Got, yeah. Have you got equipment? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Alright, yeah. that sounds great. John Bass, DJ. Yeah. Uh, maybe Tony D can oh, lay some lyrics down. Mark, can you imagine yeah. that? Yeah. Yes, let's do that. None of that fucking hip hop shit. Alright, get no, Tony D over no, some like, ballroom swing. I like a bit of hip hop. Yeah, let's do that. But the problem is, is if you're, if you're having lots of music, it is going to be a bit of a sausage fest. Yeah. So you're going to get like 500 men dancing. That's why I ask you where you're having it. Have it at a strip club. Then you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. We'll make a... If everyone can bring their girlfriends, that'll help. <laughs> Make David uh, David Applewood just stand up as well. Yeah, should we do a whole day? Do we'll plan it out. I, yeah. uh, the, uh, he's going to kill me for this. Oh, this is he will good. he will kill me. But right, let me before you say that, let me make you feel better. Uh, when right. I went out to see him, um, I, I was with him for an evening in Amsterdam before yeah. I was waiting for my missus and John to the road, and he said, oh, "I'm doing stand up." I went over, so was sitting in the crowd doing nothing, and he did a bit in his stand up about me eating loads of mushrooms. <laughs> So whatever you're about to say, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm sitting in this room and people are looking at me like, "Did you? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did." Cheers, yeah, Dave. Cheers. Uh, as we were as we were driving uh, into Madrid, and our hotel is is uh, right next to the airport, and we're just chatting, shooting the breeze, and like, "Oh, what? Well, where's the hotel?" Blah blah blah. Oh, Rick! Like, look, 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 look. There's, there's. Have you seen like the the bones seven three seven's just like pulling in. I was like, oh, right, uh, okay, cool, yeah, it has Iberia on it, whatever. Uh, and then uh, we were chatting, and he goes, oh, look, the like, Dreamline is coming in. And I was like, what? Dave, like, like, that's in the sky, like, I've got no idea, that's that's a plane, it's a plane. Like, is it into what? planes? I was like, Dave, he's like, yeah, and I went, you, you a plane nonce? <laughs> <laughs> and he started bursting out laughing, and he goes, fuck, and he was like, like why have you picked why, why'd you say I was like you're naming stuff that no other fucking human knows about That that's a white plane yeah, that's it yeah. and then he started coming out of all this other shit how they made and all that like, and, <laughs> do, do you ever remember um, I don't know like, do you ever remember that programme uh, called uh, is it You Bet uh, it was, oh, you bet. Yeah, you bet. When you were the bet. Kid. Yeah, yeah, the kid, and like they'd have fucking weird people on. They'd be able to name like every stop on the underground on the central line. Or autistic. Like, yeah, yeah, basically. And like Dave would be any, like if you had fifty noses of planes, oh, he'd love it. 
He would know all of them. Fucking hell. Well, there you go. Fucking hell, mate. I'll tell you what, let's... Uh, get yourself on planes. Next time we do a no Hos Bard, we'll get him on and do a... Uh, plane special. Big, big plane special, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was a nice thing for Dave to uh, drop you off, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ledge. One, if you're done digging him out. No, no, he'll love it, he'll love uh, it. How's love your... It. How's uh, Dave's uncle? Because in my head, there's like two gypsies yeah. in the front. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And then, and then you... Uh, so um, his his uncle uh, lives in Dublin. Yeah, uh, lived there thirty years. Uh, his uncle was like a, a absolute ledge as well. He done done all the driving, oh, and uh, so like obviously like you know like Dave saying about uh, like gypsy blood and stuff like that, mm. um, and talking about the history of his. Not like, sure anybody. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and his story of his life and stuff like that. Yeah, everything is a hundred percent true. Like yeah, it, I don't doubt it, it, it is like there he was that's like, going into a lot of the stuff about like um his heritage and stuff like that and it was like loads of it's funny sad it was he was you know it's dave man he was yeah, a fucking yeah. absolute hero he's a, yeah he's a legend and it'll be on soon he was supposed to come today but then you were coming on yeah like double booked yeah so for that, dave. all right that's it for the fighting got podcast um thank you for being with us all season 71 episodes but 72 whatever 72 episodes so a lot of talking um uh, it's been great, and we'll no doubt be back in the summer for you know talk about all the amazing transfers, or lack thereof. Uh, John Bass, thank you, mate. Mate, cheers. I feel like a uh, January signing this season. Yeah, you've been came in late, late, nice. and seen the season through. Nearly got a Champions League win. I'm just saying, but you have, yeah. mate. You saved me so many times. Not to say <laughs> save me. That's too much. It seems a bit extreme. Hang on, I think we have a list of people <laughs> that we've got to thank. Oh fucking hell! Haven't we? Where's? Is it? Yes. Has anyone been updating? Oh, for fuck's sake, no one's been updating me. <laughs> All right, let's just read this out. Cat and Martin, Tony D, God bless. Uh, Tom Hayward, God bless. Like, he's dead. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it sounds no, like RIP. Tony D, very much alive. Uh, Tom <laughs> Hayward, Dan Kelly, Patrick, Cave, David Alfie Ward, don't need to thank him, he's a part of it. Carl Donnelly, John Bass, don't need to thank him, you're right there. Uh, bloke who did the football finance book, uh, Daniel Gee, won't be listening to them now. Amsterdam Spurs, Alex Coomey and Andy Russell. God bless you all. And God bless you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, like everyone, like genuinely, again, it's... Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.